Good everyone. I hope you guys having an amazing day. Uh, welcome to another episode of NZ uh, Salesforce Podcast. Um, today I have with me a very special guest, uh, Lauren Foster, who is a, a senior recruitment consultant at Upper Echelon. Um, so Lauren, thank you very much for uh, coming to my show today. Hey, Vikas. Yeah, pleasure to be on the podcast. Um, it's actually really nice to be asked the questions for a change. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Cool. Thank you. How was your break? Do you have a good holiday? Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, I got to see uh, family up north, did a bit of a road trip, and it's just been a, such a crazy year. So it's kind of nice just to recharge and think about what's important. And, uh, yeah, good to be back in work, though. It's oh, yeah. just crazy, though. It's hectic the moment in the Salesforce market. Oh yeah, that's that's exactly what we're going to talk about. So from a from a recruitment spe- uh, specific. Um, so my first question is, uh, how's your experience as a Salesforce recruiter? Given the fact you said it's it's quite crazy at this moment. Um, so um, from a from a from your own experience, is it quite challenging at this stage? Oh, yeah, where do I start? Well, um, it's probably best to start explaining where I am at the moment and how I got into it. So I'm part of a company called Upper Echelon. Um, We're a specialist recruitment agency and we're based in New Zealand. Um, The company was set up a good few years back um, by a guy called Carl Thomas. Um, And Carl is my mentor. He's a bit of a legend in the Salesforce uh, recruitment industry. He's, um, I shouldn't say too much because I don't want to give him too much of a big head. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's fantastic to work with, really good to learn from and a good manager. and yeah, so the company was predominantly built up around Salesforce roles in Australia and New Zealand. Um, we do now also specialize in cybersecurity, data, cloud and marketing automation roles as well. Um, but what I specialize is in the Salesforce area and I do a little bit of marketing automation every now and again. Um, so it's very niche recruiting in the grand scheme of things. And to be honest, there's not too many recruiters that fully specialize in Salesforce in New Zealand. Um, so yeah, I, that gives you a bit of a, a gist of what we do. Um, my Salesforce journey actually started a few years back in the last company I worked at. Um, they were actually Salesforce users. Um, I didn't have much to do with it, but um, I did use it a fair bit. And I knew the gist of what it was. And I always thought it was a really great product. Um, so yeah, I had a background in sales, uh, team management, and a bit of client management as well. So the transition into recruitment was pretty pretty natural for me. Um, and I'm a helpful kind of person by nature. Um, I really, really do enjoy coaching and consulting. And um, yeah, getting into Salesforce has just been an eye opener for me, really. It's been a very good journey so far. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I remember, um, you know, last year uh, you reached out to me, you know, asking for I'm looking for a change. And based on my experience, you know, uh, you know, uh, as far as getting into the uh, different role, uh, you've been really helpful. And I would personally recommend, you know, going, uh, you know, for any kind of Salesforce roles uh, with Operate on. It's pretty oh, that- that's, that means a lot, actually. That That is exactly I mean, why I do this job, you know? It really means a lot. That's great. Right. And you've come so far in a year. I can't believe. I, actually, I'm so proud of you. It's mad, it's mad how far you've come. So, okay. yeah. And um, I think I just reached out, you, out to you out of the blue as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. And I was 
So pretty much, I was not looking for a change. But then when you reached out, I'm like, oh, might as well. But that actually helped. That helped me a lot in my uh, career transition as well. Um, so that's been really great. Okay, now that's the good side of things. Now let's talk about the challenges that you know what you're facing at this stage in the Salesforce market. Given the fact Salesforce is expanding tremendously, right, in the New Zealand space market. Yeah, I mean, different. Oh yeah. God, how long have you got? There's plenty of challenges in recruitment in general, let alone the Salesforce market at the moment. Um, I guess the obvious one is the talent shortage. Um, it's mostly due to the borders being closed because of COVID. Um, it has been really, really tough for a lot of companies, but in a way, I think we're lucky to be working in the IT industry. It's one of the industries that's really thrived. Um, and I actually think good things I hate to say, but I think good things have actually come out of the lockdowns we've had. Um, it's really, really good to see companies, New Zealand companies in particular, adapting and thinking outside the box and becoming stronger from it, changing the way they recruit and changing the way um, they look at their employees as well. Um, yeah, so that that's a, a big one. Um, it is a challenge, but there's also a positive there. Um, um, and also, for me as a recruiter, not all the usual recruitment techniques work at the moment. Um, the market has changed so much and it's one of those things you have to adapt or you'll just die. Um, and I've had to adapt quite a lot. There's, um, there's only so much interest you'll get from an advert these days because most people, they're just not actively looking. Um, yeah. And there's a, I mean, there's a fair bit of shoulder tapping, but that's always been the case. But I feel like I'm doing a lot more than I normally would. Um, and there's a fair bit of word of mouth as well. I often get um, candidates I've worked with in the past recommend friends or people that want to get into the industry. And uh, that's always lovely, lovely to work with. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, there is a shift in culture, the great resignation. They say it hasn't come to New Zealand yet. You see it in America and you see it in Australia, but I actually think it's already here. Um, if you look at the the candidates, well, yeah. um, the talent out there at the moment, so many people have made a change in the last, gosh, three, four months yeah. um, alone. And there, there kind of isn't much of a talent pool to um choose from um so yeah we've seen a lot more vacancies being created because of that and roles being created within the salesforce sector so it's um yeah it's it's offers they can't really resist as well so you can't blame people yeah, yeah the cycle continues <laughs> um yeah yeah, that's that's right. I agree with that. Um, so, a bit, you mentioned the lockdown, right? Lockdown being a kind of a uh, eye opener for most of the companies. So, uh, especially from a New Zealand perspective, have you seen uh, companies more flexible, allowing people to work from home? Say, for instance, like I'm based in Palmerston, right? So, you know, my company is in Wellington, so they've been quite flexible uh, with me to work from home. So, have you seen such similar trend? Uh, kind of happening in New Zealand? Uh, from um, in, uh, flexibly working from home, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's really, it's really good thing. Um, it does depend on the role. Um, but yes, there is a rise in uh, companies that, uh, that are more open to this. Um, I think in a way we're handling it's a new culture shift that I mentioned before, and it's something called the flex culture. Um, 
basically employees really want to have a say in how they how and where they're working um there's a shift in focus on um being results driven rather than the hours that are clocked in in the office and the time spent so yes. if you can show you're actually getting results and you're doing the work that you're meant to be doing then that's all well and good but like i said it just really does depend on the role and not all companies can do this yeah. um yeah, and I do think actually the companies that do offer some flexibility will often win over the candidate when they're going for a job interview. This is a really, really big perk. And um, yeah, on the flip side of that as well, not everyone can work successfully from home. And I think that's what puts companies off a little bit. Um, but to have the option and the trust to work autonomously in your preferred environment, I think is a really great perk to have. And it's really good to see that the market's evolving and um, companies are adapting to that. It's at a quicker rate than, than we're used to, but it's, um, it's good to see. And I would say to a company thinking about it, it it's definitely worth considering giving that option to your candidates, to your talent. Um, yeah, it does yeah, help yeah. a lot. Yeah, the, the reason why I mentioned this, right, because say, for instance, if a company uh, in Auckland, right, for instance, if they're looking for a great Salesforce talent, you might, um, you know, you might find a talent set, for instance, sitting in Nelson or, or in McCargill or somewhere in South Island, right? And so if, so it's, I understand that sometimes companies might think, oh, okay, it is a bit challenging to get someone from South Island, but, you know, sometimes the hybrid arrangement works, you know? So mm. Yeah, I, I agree. It's good to have the flexibility. I mean, there's some there's some scenarios where you have to be on site, you know, you have yeah, to be yeah. client facing. Yeah. Um, and every now and again, to be face to face in the office is, is actually really good for the soul, I think, to be around yeah, your yeah. team and actually get to know them. I've spoken to some candidates that have really struggled with the remote thing um, over lockdown. So it's not it's not for everyone, but it's good to have the option. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree, totally agree with that. Okay, now you do mention about the skill shortage, right, in Israel. So are you getting a lot of demands from overseas candidates? Uh, I mean, I do know there are people from everywhere just to just, just send the resume, you know, every, different parts of the world. So New Zealand is not, not an exception to that either. So do you often get, I mean, you, you know, resume from other, from overseas as well? Yeah, I get a lot, actually, uh, a big demand for it. I think the way New Zealand dealt with the pandemic uh, really put us on the world map um, the the option for that um, were, the, the, the balance of life over here um, it, it is it is really desirable um, there's been a lot of returning Kiwis as well um, which which has been really good to see I think the thing about Kiwis is uh, they'll do the OE but their home birds they'll always come back right so they'll yeah. be enticed to go to australia they'll be enticed to go to the uk and do the london thing but i do think a lot of kiwis know where home is right um so yeah and and there's a, there's other candidates as well like i get a lot from india i get a lot from the philippines and yeah. um just looking for that better quality of life and the, yeah. the pay as well i think is is a big factor in all of this um, but the skill level I've seen is pretty impressive. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. I'm going to throw at you a curveball question. If you don't want to answer, that's fine. Um, so is it 
challenging to place an overseas candidate in New Zealand. Let's say, you know, they got a work permit, right? Uh, but they're not physically here because of COVID reason. So do you think that companies, it, have you noticed it's, it's like a kind of a showstopper for any companies? Like say, ah, oh, that guy is not there. So we, we don't want to bother with that person because even though the person is legally entitled to work in New Zealand, I mean, you don't have to answer that if you don't want. Yeah, yeah, I do think it is. It's a really tricky situation at the moment. And I can't I can't really say too much about the immigration side of things. Um, but yeah, it's an ever-changing beast, really. And if you've ever gone onto the immigration website, it's a labyrinth of information and you never really know. It's constantly changing. Um, so yeah, I think it automatically does. It's quite overwhelming. Um, and yeah, it puts companies off because none of us really know what's going to happen. And also on top of that, getting in an MIQ spot has been fairly difficult at the moment. Yeah. And it's a fair commitment to be doing that if you don't have a job offer to begin with, especially. Um, so yeah, the goalposts do keep changing and nobody knows for certain what's, what's around the corner. But I have been really chatting to a lot of overseas candidates just to kind of because um, whether we like it or not, there is a talent shortage that we, we're always going to need overseas talent. It's always been the way. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tricky one, but it's we'll just have to see what the government do. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Thank you very much for that. Now, let's talk about, about Australia a bit, right? Because, you know, the reason why I wanted to talk about Australia, uh, because last year, a couple of recruiters from Australia, they reached out to me saying, hey, we are a bit shortage of skill set. It's pretty dry out there. So would you be keen to consider working for us 100% or more? So have you, uh, you know, noticed such kind of uh, things happening in New Zealand? And, and the thing with Australia is that, you know, they pay better rates than New Zealand. I mean, I'll be pretty honest about that. So do you find that kind of thing challenging for New Zealand market? Uh, oh, this has always been the case because like we've always had um, Australian companies hitting on, you know, New Zealand candidates. Like it's it's no, it's not a big deal, but I think the, the pool of candidates in New Zealand is a lot smaller than it is in Australia. And so it's kind of like fishing in a very small pond. <laughs> You're not going to get too much, much from that. And it's all swings and roundabouts. Um, it does depend on what's offer and, and what the candidate's really looking for. Um, what I do when I meet with candidates and clients really is try and find the why, why, what motivates them to want to change yeah. jobs, what, what they really, really want from your next role what's important to you do you have family you know all of those things is it flexible working is it the money um and it's not always the case like i said earlier not everyone wants to work remotely and um yeah, yeah right. i mean it, you just got to really find out what that person wants um and with regards to the australian recruitment market it's it's always been a lot more competitive and aggressive than new zealand and i mean all the I can do here is just really focus on on what I can do for New Zealand candidates and yeah. the New Zealand market. And then at the end of the day, it's the candidate's decision on what company and location they want to work with. And um, yeah, and in regards to the perks as well, the salary rates are not massively different. Oh, yeah. It's not, it just depends on the company, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's totally right. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, like 50% difference or something, but I mean, a little bit of difference, but yeah, I mean, like you say, right, it's personal choice. 
I mean, I, I mean, when they reached out to me, I said no because they wanted me to commute to Australia. And given the MIQ, like you say, right, <laughs> it's kind of tricky. You can't go there, but returning back, right, to your family is kind of get challenging. So, and the last thing you want to get stuck in Australia, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Ultimately, you did what was best for your family and yourself, and it aligns with your career goals. And honestly, I think that's the most important decision. Yeah, absolutely, indeed. I agree with you. Um, so that we arrive into the last question for today. Um, so, do you have any advice for people looking for a Salesforce job in New Zealand market? Oh my God, loads. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, I, I what I would say is well I guess it depends what you what, how you're talking about it. if it's someone already in New Zealand um yeah, it doesn't have much, um, yeah. Salesforce experience I would in, um, join a user group Salesforce user group um your local one um there's a fantastic one here in Wellington a really good one in Auckland and one in Christchurch and they're all run by fabulous people the Salesforce community in New Zealand is awesome I love it um, really, really supportive, helpful people that will build you up and push you in the right direction. Um, I would do my own research, see what the market's like at the moment, um, speak to someone you trust. Um, a recruiter is here, here to help. Um, I am open to talk to anyone. Um, and so feel free to add me on LinkedIn or or just give me a call. I'm always happy to talk to anyone that's looking to come into the Salesforce uh, ecosystem. Um, if you're lacking in confidence or you don't feel that your CV is up to scratch, that's exactly what we're here for. Um, and I'm happy to help anyone who needs it. It can be a bit of a daunting experience going for an interview or applying for a job or just, just making that change, you know? So, um, yeah, really have a think about where your career is going, what you want to do. Don't always follow the money is my advice because that will only get you so far and you'll end up, uh, you know, getting the next job that's coming and it'll never make you happy. And most importantly, this is my number one tip. <laughs> don't ever burn your bridges. It's such a small ecosystem in New Zealand and you, you will, your reputation does stick. You will um, not be hired in future. So really think about how you treat people um, and what you do. Um, and I guess another side to that, Sorry, I've got so many tips here. <laughs> um, if you're outside of New Zealand and you're looking to come into New Zealand, um, again, do your research and really have a big think about where you want to be in future. Um, talk to people that are on the ground in New Zealand. Um, I'm always happy to chat to overseas candidates, like I said, and um, check out the immigration website. Um, I can't give any immigration advice, but I can point you in the right direction always changing <laughs> it's yeah. hard to read the immigration website but all the information is there and um yeah there's some if you're new to salesforce as well there's some amazing people out there um if you've never um if you've never been in it i know i know vikas is looking for someone to mentor <laughs> um so that would be a good place to start there's a really good person called Amber Joseph. She's started the summer yeah. of Salesforce. She's doing some amazing things for people that are new to Salesforce. Um, she's got a training school set up. Um, yeah, she's doing such an amazing job. Um, yeah, I'm often pointing people in her direction. So 
there's yeah. some good things happening out there so yeah. yeah yeah it's good you mention amber though because i've seen her videos she makes amazingly way i mean i would say 100 times better than what i make so you know i, I mean i i watch her videos uh most of the time it's pretty pretty top notch i would say so yeah, yeah. she's really she's really patient right she's yeah. uh, she explains things really well and i think um that's what you need because if you're new to salesforce and i'm on the whole trailblazer path and oh, gosh some things just go straight over my head i i just don't understand some things and yeah. she she just breaks it down for you and it's yeah she's good so um that would be a good place to start um yeah, yeah. just ask questions see what's out there and absolutely go to the um go to the user groups they are great yeah absolutely i agree with you that on that thank you very much for that that's a fantastic tips I'm pretty sure people listening to us today will have learned so much, uh, you know, from our discussion today. It's been fantastic to have you today, Lauren. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, anytime. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Vikas. Anytime. Hopefully, um, I can come back on the show next year. <laughs> See where oh, we're yeah. at then. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Perfectly. Why not? <laughs> okay. Okie dokie. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Um, Take care. Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.